This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, January 17, 2016. The Gospel is taken from the book of John, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. The message is by Father Ron Baird. In today's gospel, we have the story of the changing of water into wine. It's a familiar story, but there are some interesting uh, side notes to it that I wanted to talk about before we get into the the meat of it. Um, First of all, in the gospel of John, this is the first time uh, that we hear from Mary, um, because John doesn't have the infancy narratives in it. Um, And so this is the first um, occasion where Mary uh, shows up at anything, is at this wedding. Um, It's also the first time that she speaks in John, and it's the last time that she speaks in John, and also the last time chronologically that she speaks in any of the Gospels. She never said anything else. Now, one reason why that's interesting is because, if you remember, John is the disciple that Mary uh, lived with. Remember, Jesus uh, gave Mary to him to take care of um, when he was on the cross. And so I was kind of wondered if Mary made him take a vow that, she, that he would never, ever, ever, ever tell any of the stories that she told him. <laughs> because, <laughs> because he could say that one he could get away with because he was there. Um, so, but, but he doesn't tell us any of the things um, that he probably heard a lot of that we would love to know. But apparently um, that wasn't in the making. So we have this story where they go to Cana, which isn't very far from Nazareth, to a wedding. Now weddings weren't like they are today in that um, they, didn't, they weren't a one-day kind of thing. They were like week-long affairs. I mean, they went on for a long time. And so when they went, you had to feed the people, and people drank, and they partied all week, kind of like a big festival. And while they were there, Mary notices that they have run out of wine. And so she turns to Jesus and says, they have no wine. Now, this is interesting in a couple of things. One is that at weddings at this time, unlike now, in those days, the bridegroom paid for the wedding. He paid for everything, um, including the liquor. Um, and so for, to run out of wine would be really kind of horrendous uh, you know, at a wedding. But even more so, what's odd about it is that he must have planned for the people who were there and so they have been drinking so much that they are all drunk, which we hear later from the wine steward or the chief steward later on. But and they've gone through all the wine already, so they're pretty sauced. And, and it's, it, this is the instance in which Mary turns to her son and says, they have no wine. And Jesus, in, in our translation, says, woman, what does that have to do with you and me? Now, I don't know about you all, but if I called my mother woman, <laughs> it would not have been pretty. Now, while it's not in a term of endearment, um, even in the Greek, at that time it wasn't the kind of insult that, or, or trying to, that we would think of it today. He wasn't being disrespectful. Probably a better translation in modern times would be, well, in, mid- in the middle, we don't really have a good translation in modern times, honestly, but... Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you the only one I could come up with. But in, in the Middle Ages, you would say milady. Um, and now you might say ma'am. <laughs> um, but it's still not a term of endearment like we're really close to one another. And it wouldn't tell anybody around there that didn't know him that that was his mother. <laughs> 
And he says, what has that got to do with you and me? Because they're not the ones responsible for the wine. I mean, the bridegroom's responsible for the wine. And, and Mary, being the good Jewish mother that she is, um, turns to the servants who have realized that they're out of wine and says, just do whatever he tells you to do. <laughs> I always saw, saw Jesus going, <sighs> You know, he's trying to tell her his hour has not yet come. Now, this comes just very shortly after he's been baptized by John in the River Jordan. He's gathered some of his disciples with him and gone into this wedding. And he really hasn't come out publicly as the Messiah or in any way, shape, or form. And so um, we have this interesting thing where he says, she says, just do whatever he tells you to do. Now, Jesus has a choice here, doesn't he? Do I say, who is that strange woman over there who was talking to me? Or does he decide that he's going to comply? Well, being the good Jewish boy, um, he does what his mother told him to do and takes care of it for him. And so he says to the, the servants, uh, looking around, he sees six large stone jars that are used for the ritual of purification. And we talked last week about how the, uh, the Jews would use mikvahs great big tub type things carved into the rock uh, to do ritual washing and cleansing in. It was similar to what we do when we do baptism. And that was what these were for. So you had to have a lot of water to fill up these tubs. And so they, were, they would each hold 20 to 30 gallons. And it says that the, he tells them, fill those up with water. And the servants go and they fill them up with water to where they're overflowing. So it's probably about 180 gallons of water. And then Jesus says, take a sample of that water to the, the steward, the chief steward. Now that's interesting. He didn't say hocus pocus. He didn't say zap. I mean, he didn't say watch this. You haven't seen anything yet. I mean, all he said was dip some out and take it to the steward. And so they do. They take it to the steward. And the steward tastes it and he goes... He can't believe it. He immediately goes 